Welcome to a special edition of On Mike with Jordan Rich. On today's podcast, we take our show on the road to the Staples Store in Government Center, Boston, to experience a new concept that they've launched called Staples Connect at staplesconnect.com. Everyone knows Staples as the place for office supplies, but now they're offering services and support for growing businesses, providing office and meeting space, help with design, shipping, and yes, podcasting. Introducing the new Staples Connect iHeartMedia Podcast Centers. We're talking state-of-the-art studio facilities and people on staff to help you with your podcast needs. The launch is in about a half dozen locations throughout the Boston area. And with me is a colleague I mention often on this show, Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media. Dan is the technical wizard who coordinates all of the podcasts on the back end. Well, he and I together will explore the services for budding podcasters and talk a little bit about the podcasting world and how it's evolving. The facilities here are top-notch, and we're delighted to be invited to share a little bit of this experience with you on mic. We are recording today from the Staples Connect iHeartRadio podcast space and much more about that and how impressed I am and how cool it really is to be here taking our show on the road, so to speak. Delighted to be with you as always. This program is all about communication. It's all about conversation. And for the longest time, I've referred to my guest on the uh, podcast as one of the technical advisors, one of the co-producers. Actually, he's the guy that makes it all happen for me. (laughs) His name is Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media. We've become fast friends, and Dan will be our guest today talking about, with me and with all of you, the beauty and lure of podcasting. How are you, bud? Jordan, I am great. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about where we are. Now, this uh, is is not home base for me, although it's not far from where I actually live in Boston. It's at Government Center right next to City Hall, very historic section. And uh, I've been coming to Staples, you know, forever. I mean, I'm constantly running out of Staples, right? Constantly. <laughs> and me all too. of a sudden, I come to Staples Connect, and it's a whole new environment. What do you think of this uh, setup? This place is fantastic. They've made this a community hub for co-working, podcasting, and learning with the office supply products that you need. They're still here at the store, but it's really great for small businesses. People want to get themselves off the ground. I'm really impressed. So what we're doing, Dan, before we talk about podcasting in general, is we are recording this podcast in the new Staples Connect iHeart Studios. And uh, equipment's top flight, and this will enable people to do this kind of stuff more frequently. Yeah, this place is so much more than an office supply store. I mean, there's co-working space here. There's this beautiful podcast studio, this beautiful board that we're, we're speaking into right now in the microphones. It's just, you know, state-of-the-art equipment all around. Well, it, it brings to mind what we've talked about privately a lot over coffee over the last year, this incredible rise of popularity for this medium. It's absolutely gangbusters. Every day, Dan and I take calls from prospective podcasters who want to know more about the industry and might want to get into the industry. And uh, our business is booming at the moment and getting better. And there's a reason for that, because the technology exists. Talk a little bit about how you got involved in podcasting, Dan. I met you, and that's how I got involved in podcasting. I walked through your <laughs> your recording studio in Braintree, and I was asked by a friend to figure out how to do the back end of podcasting, which is the publishing, creating and configuring the RSS feed, getting the episode up onto all the major podcast directories, Google, Stitcher, Apple. And it all started there with you because I did learn how to do that. I drank from the fire hose. And then the next thing you know, your door started swinging for 
independent content creators that wanted to record their podcast, the missing piece was how do you get it up to the cloud? So that's how my business started. And of course, uh, it's accelerating at an amazingly rapid rate because I remember when we first met, we should tell everybody, uh, we, you were working with Tim Cahill, who uh, uh, is a great guy, is now the... Uh, He's the executive director of the Quincy Chamber of Commerce. Right. And he was doing a podcast with Jimmy Tingle, the famous comedian. They had a great idea, and it was to do uh, a piece on Trump from center right and center left. And they chose to record it at your studio, and that's how I started. I was right. uh, actually learning how to do the back end for them. Tim Cahill uh, is a former candidate for governor, former treasurer of the state of Massachusetts, and actually uh, a former talk show host at WBZ, where I currently work. Great guy, and I've known Jimmy for a million years, so that was, was a lot of fun. It didn't last. Jimmy decides <laughs> to run for lieutenant governor, which it was a great move on his part. He's a yeah. very, very intelligent person. Yeah. But uh, that made doing the podcast kind of impossible because so, it is time-consuming. Now, I've been in the business the business for 40-plus years, so I know a little bit about producing content. But you had to learn, and you have been learning, and you did learn all of this back-end stuff, and I'll have you describe what that is in more detail, pretty much on the fly. So talk about how, what you did first to figure things out. Well, I like to say that podcasting is DIY but for me, that acronym's out to Dan Invested Years. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm not a millennial. I'm a digital immigrant. And for me to learn all this stuff, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a challenge, but not undoable. I just had to apply myself and study uh, and just learn from all the different platforms. Really, what I learned how to do was take an audio file, put it on an RSS feed, make sure that directories were pulling from that feed, and getting out to the apps and all the podcast platforms where people consume them. You know, it's technical. It's not interesting to most people. And it can be very confusing for some. There's a department in radio stations that still exists called the Traffic and Continuity Department. And uh, again, not the most glamorous, but probably one of the most important. It's scheduling, making sure programs and commercials and other things get on the air when they're supposed to. So you become a traffic and continuity director for dozens of individual shows and individual podcasts. Well, yeah, I mean, together, just you and I, we, how many clients do we have now? Upwards like, of 20 I, at this point. I lost point. count. I yeah. mean, it's just and incredible. Growing. Everybody wants to do a podcast or everybody's interested in doing a podcast. But you yourself, you're like Boston's most prolific podcaster right now. How many episodes have you been on? You've been on like 400 well, podcast episodes. You host 14 podcasts podcasts plus your own this one talk about being an influencer in the space mr ubiquitous what can i say <laughs> yeah, but the thing is and this is why it's so much fun and we haven't uh, talked about this on a podcast but the idea of content being available and presented in audio format is so cool to old coots like me because uh, for all those years that we've heard radio is about to die and audio is a no. dead medium Totally, totally opposite the fact, as, as you and I know. I call it the 3T effect. Travel, treadmill, train. And, of course, travel means commuting in a car, right? Travel on a train, we know what that means, and treadmill. This is the kind of listening, even in what we're doing today from the uh, Staples Connect iHeart Studio, this is the kind of listening that really basically is on-demand listening, just as on-demand TV is Truly. caught on. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. With an RSS feed, you truly can 
have a worldwide reach. Your stories, your voice can be heard anywhere. There's a Wi-Fi connection in mm. the device. And, you know, we know with uh, broadcast radio, that's for a fleeting moment. With RSS, it's permanent. Right. Plus, I can do it. I can get my message to virtually every country in the world myself. It's truly amazing. And what's really uh, important for people to remember is there are many, many people who are podcasting, not to the world and not even to a large swath of people, but to a very targeted group of people. I mean, many of the businesses I work with are not looking to uh, break the bank on, on ratings and numbers. It's not really ratings, but it's eye, eyeballs or ears. They're looking for a targeted audience. And broadcasting has always been about targeting with the format that you have in the, in the market that you have. But this is so much a cornucopia of riches because you have, you have where there's one podcast that we do. I'll just use an example uh, with a lovely lady named Joyce Walsh, the mystery writer. And she's telling stories and doing a few interviews and she's targeting her readers who are already there and want to hear from her. And she's picking up new listeners as well, but it's a, it's an amazing process of communication. Joyce is a great writer as well. I love listening to her podcasts after I publish them. So let's talk about some of the do's and don'ts. This is a bit of a primer for our audience. We're thrilled to be at Staples Connect stores. Uh, I work for iHeart, WBZ, and when I heard about this, I was thinking, wow, this is a step in the next direction. But I didn't know how impressed I'd be by the build-out, by the equipment, and by the team of people around us. So what they've done here is, in the Boston area, I believe there are six stores, six staple centers that uh, are going to be the test run for this project. What they are, community hub for co-working, podcasting, and learning. They have office supply products in the front of the store, as they always did. But, I mean, you take a look at these offices and these studios. They're, they're grade A. So let's talk about what people do right when they podcast and what they're not doing right. Let's start with that. What do you think, Dan? Producing a podcast, there's a lot of moving parts, right? You know, you have to have engaging content and you have to plan that content. Do you want something that the listener is going to be dying to hear week after week? They're going to download you on a regular basis because they really want to hear what you have to say. But then are the production values going to be solid as well? What I'm speaking to are more, maybe the cork-sniffing sensibilities of podcasting. What is your recording equipment like? What does it sound like? How much are you editing the podcast afterwards? Are you dropping music beds in at the right time? And is it compelling music? Those are the types of things that I think make a difference for a lot of podcast listeners. I know for me, and maybe it's my age group, or maybe it's my demographic, I want to hear production values that are a little bit better than riffing. One of the things, too, that I hold to is consistency and frequency. It's very important if you're delivering what I consider a show, to me, it's, it's, it's an entertainment package. If you're delivering something to an audience, even if it's an audience of one or ten, and you're inconsistent with the numbers of shows that you're putting out or you put them out at willy-nilly times, that's not a way to build an audience or to sustain an audience. Remember, the whole goal of the podcast, you want people to subscribe. You want them to be regular subscribers. Not to go hunting and finding it each time, but to have it on their on their app and so forth. And so what does that mean? If you're not there for three or four weeks or a month or three months, they're going to forget about you. That's possible. It can happen. I mean, I do know that of some podcasters that will go on hiatus, but they're going to tell their audience. They're going to make sure they know, mm -hmm. hey, listen, 
I got family problems, I got emergencies, or I just need to take a break. And some of the biggest podcasters do this, by the way, but they're going to let their audience know, I will be back. I'm taking a break. I'll be back in a month. And you'll be surprised at the loyalty you will get by doing that. Well, I've learned in 40 plus years of radio, particularly the last 20, almost 24 years at BZ Radio in Boston, that uh, the audience is is very much with you if you're uh, with them and you show respect to them. And the same applies to the podcast world. So beyond that issue and the quality of your work and communicating well, we all want to be as good as we can be. There are some other issues, too, that Dan and I work with, and Dan particularly is very well-versed in, and that's licensed music, things that can be used. Now, a lot of people might think, well, if it's only a few seconds of music or a clip of a sound effect or something from a movie, what could possibly be the uh, the problem with that? Uh, I'm not playing a whole song. You have to remember, the artists and the producers of such material have a right to have, be compensated for what they have produced. What are the basics in terms of ABC rules when it comes to using material? Uh, Everything that I've heard from the podcasting space asks you to use extreme caution with your music bets. I advise people to just don't use any licensed music ever. People say, well, I will will get the proper licensing for it. I still caution them because it's more than one agency that you have to go through and you have to make sure that you get licensed properly. Uh, a gentleman who had a podcast and he used 15 seconds of a Taylor Swift song. He got his cease and desist letter, decided to keep throwing that in the trash can, and then he got sued for about $30 million. So mm. there are AI programs out there. There's a new company. There's new companies coming out all the time, but there's a new company called Pex, and they take a digital fingerprint. They are listening to every piece of music on every platform possible, and they can f- identify an artist and their music within two seconds. Right. Even you, if it's even if it's poor quality. <laughs> Used to be there were actual human beings. They were known as the ASCAP BMI police. Uh, right. <laughs> Would actually go into stores and surreptitiously have sneak, uh, snoop around to see if they're playing on the radio and, and some diner or some uh, sure. drive-in or something. But it, you're right. The uh, algorithms and the ability to. Uh, use AI to capture that. It, it doesn't make sense. It's not worth the uh, the risk. And the arguments, you know, the, the the popular myths are, well, I'm using it in public commentary, so it's fair use. Actually, fair use is a legal defense you use after you're sued. Okay, so don't use fair <laughs> use in a podcast. Uh, well, I'm attributing the author uh, of the music. False. Right. I'm only using ten seconds of the piece. False. False, false, false. Just don't, just don't do it. You, you're better off finding royalty-free music. Jordan, you have a wonderful library. I have a great library. We pay for them. You know, we pay for subscription to these music services. But they have every genre of every music and every vibe and every length. They have stingers. They have uh, sound effects. If you want a zebra in Chicago with a head cold, you can find it. I mean, it's just amazing what you can get if, if you're willing to spend a few hundred bucks a year. Well, what we're doing here at Staples Connect, and again, we're at the Staples Connect iHeart podcast space in Boston Government Center, which is right across from City Hall Plaza, near Fandel Hall. It's very historic. What we're finding is companies like Staples and iHeart are trying to make this an easier get for people because a lot of folks are listening and wondering, how can I start a podcast? How can I do it on my own? How much money do I have 
have to spend? What kind of equipment do I have to get? Now, there are many out there who we advise on a regular basis who use the equipment that we suggest depending on their needs. But here we are set up uh, with four microphones, a very uh, applicable control board, all the bells and whistles that you need, a soundproof studio. Uh, And this is one way for people to uh, avoid having to make that big investment. Yeah. You know, I own this board. It's a Rodecaster Pro. It was made specifically for podcasting. And it's, it's just a beautiful piece of equipment. You can have four microphones, four sets of headphones with independent volume controls. You can tie in two phones, your laptop, and then it's got presets for different, you know, audio files that you want to pull in. You know, there's a whole array of effects in there to give you that studio quality. You can buy a kit, you can buy a DIY kit, and there's nothing wrong with that. And people can do this out of their, out of their home. If you don't want to experience that learning curve, if you don't want to have to dive deep and drink from the fire hose on that, this is a beautiful place to come. This is the, it's the next best thing to being in a recording studio. Dan, there's another issue that I want to bring up, and that is the ownership of content and the protection of your own intellectual property and what you have to say and what happens to your podcast if and when you cede it over to certain entities, which, and we're not disparaging those entities, but we want to at least tell people what's going to happen. And while we're at it, request from the peanut gallery, we keep mentioning RSS feeds as though we all know what that is. By the way, I've heard three or four different right. answers <laughs> to what RSS stands for. How do you define RSS? Because you're the maven. Go ahead. The most popular is really simple syndication. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yes. So let's go back to my question. You know, what, what's out there and what do we have to be wary of? You have to create that RSS feed somewhere. Most of us will not have the code writing ability to do that. So we go to a service provider and they're called media hosts. And there are many different media hosts that have already been established and in business for years. But I'll tell you, the SpaceX is, is exploding so quickly that almost on a weekly basis, a new provider is coming out saying, we're going to help you do your podcast. What I'd like to caution people against is watch out for anything that says we'll do it for free. We will create your RSS feed for free. We will let you edit for free. We will publish you for free. Remember this. If the product is free, then you're the product. You don't know what they're going to do with that RSS feed, and you don't know if they're going to monetize off that feed or if they're going to put ads on that feed or how they're going to promote it. Are they going to promote it on their branded website through their social media? You want control over the RSS feed because then you will have control over your intellectual property. I started with Blueberry as my media host, and I just can't say enough about them. There are many other good uh, media host providers out there, but I'll stay with Blueberry for that reason. They give the podcaster complete control over their RSS feed, and they encourage you to never send anyone to a place that you don't own. Yes, we want people to subscribe to us in Apple and Google and Stitcher and all those other places, But you know what? It's better to have your content right on your website. That's where we have yours. It's on chartproductions.com, right? Mm -hmm. It's on your podcast website. Blueberry gives us the ability to take iframe codes and embed those players right on the website. So that way there, we're smashing people over the head on social media. Come on back to my branded website, drawing new eyes there. They consume the content. Then we beat them over the head with ways to subscribe. Again, just be very, very careful about the RSS feed and having control over that one item. 
And since we are guests today for this one recording here at Staples Connect, the iHeartRadio podcast base, I do want to mention the fact that uh, they offer uh, a paid distribution service that's uh, through Spreaker, which is also the iHeart service. We edit podcasts. These are all available to people. And there are so many great programs and aids out there, but these are just some that Staples. Yeah, through, through the partnership with iHeart, you get a discount. I have no idea what the numbers are in terms of the podcast and the growth, but I've heard upwards of 60 to 70 million people are listening regularly. That's probably gone up since the last time we checked. It keeps going up. Um, the data keeps coming in, and it just gets more and more dramatic. Last year, 800 new episodes were published every day. Every that's, day. That's two per minute. That's only going to get more amped up because of what we're doing here and what people are doing elsewhere. So, Dan, let's not end this particular get-together without talking about your own personal podcast. Life Underground. Life Underground. This guy actually has, like the old cartoons, you take that little machine and you look for, for metal in the ground. That is correct. And when it beeps, what yeah. happens? N- you nerd, have a podcast. Yeah, nerd alert. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a metal detector. Yeah. I like to find old relics and coins. Now, I'm not a guy that goes on the beach, nothing wrong with that, but I like old farmlands and I like old structures and his- history. And I find these relics in the ground and, they, you know, it's, it's a passion of mine. That, that item that I just found fell out of somebody's hand like 250 years ago. Mm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I just can't stop thinking about what was that person's life like? What were they doing when they lost it? So I do a little bit of research on the item, and then I tell a little story about maybe that time in history. Well, it's all about storytelling, ultimately. That's what we're doing, and it's, it's the oldest, not the oldest profession, second oldest, third oldest, whatever. It's one of those professions. But people <laughs> have been telling stories, and that's how humanity continues to grow and, and, and learn, and podcasts enable us to do that. You know what else podcasts are great for? For writers like me, uh, a struggling writer, I write a lot of the material for the podcast, and I love the fact that I have an outlet to then bring this writing to bear. So there are all kinds of really cool, uh, cool things. So to wrap up, if people want to find out more, obviously they can go to my site, your site. They can ask about the ins and outs of the podcast world. But we really are thankful that uh, we've been invited to partake here at Staples Connect iHeart Podcast Space. And I want to mention, because this is important, that you can use the space for free if you're a member, meaning a monthly member using the office facilities. The hourly rate, if you're not a member, is what, $60 an hour? So $60 an hour, which is competitive, by the way, very competitive yes, with it is. studio rates. There's so much work and so much opportunity for all of us, including you, me, and everybody at Staples Connect. It's, it's going to be a, a fantastic ride uh, over the next several years, Dan. Yeah, I agree. You know, we'll put all the links to everything in, that we talked about in the show notes here so that you can go back and find everything that we talked about. But yeah, you know, it's a great thing to be able to make this type of service available for the independent content creator is truly important. Podcasting is a wonderful medium. And the more 
opportunities there are to record, the more opportunities there are to produce and publish these stories for individuals, the better. Well, I can't wait to, to do my next one. After I finish one, I want to do the next one. But this was fun sitting this with you. Great. Jordan, this is like a dream come true to be the guest of your podcast, On Mike with Jordan Rich. All right. So we've been coming to you today, special today, from the Staples Connect iHeart Podcast Studio, which is located in Boston at Government Center's pretty impressive operation underway. And it was uh, kind of fun to be part of all of this as it gets, you know, as it kicks off. Thank you to those who listen. And also to remind you, you can reach me, Jordan, at chartproductions.com. Dan, what's your website? My or- website is vasttwitchmedia.space. You got a dot space. I have a dot space. Everybody's jealous. Yeah. I dated dot space. She was a sweetheart. I just want to say one last <laughs> thing. Be well so you can do good. Hey, that's my line. I know. I had to say it. My thanks to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media, my good friend and colleague, and to everyone at Staples Connect for being so cooperative and friendly and welcoming. For more, visit staplesconnect.com, a new experience to help podcasters large and small. Until next time, this is Jordan Rich, as always, saying be well so you can do good. Take care.